asking what your favorite festival was and your like dream festival that you want to go to. So, I mean, Dana, I know you haven't really gone to a festival yet. I want to go to anyone in Europe. Anyone in Europe. Because it's in Europe. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason why. Yeah, I can dance with my pinky out. And then drink some tea. Yeah. While you Yeah. <laughs> while you're twerking. Yeah, well we can call it the twerking. tea the tea twerks. Or or twerk Australia. I think it'd be really cool to do a show in Australia. Go to a show in Australia because they twerk backwards there. Yeah. Upside down. Oh yeah? Yeah. They okay. do the thing where they get on their hands and they twerk with their, their chest <laughs> instead of their butt. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I think that's. I think that'd be interesting to see. <laughs> I need to see an example of this. It's now. all over the internet. Okay. Yeah. What is it upside down twerking? Is that yeah. what I search? It's called the Australian twerk. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wish I could look it up now, but no phones. No phones. But your first festival is actually going to be Lights All Night this year. It will be. Mm-hmm. That's a good first mm-hmm. festival. Who are you excited to see that it has been announced already? Besides oh. Carlisle, of course. Yes. Um, <laughs> Carlisle's going to be awesome. I really want to see Bass Nectar. Yeah. Do you want to brush his hair? I mean, if I get the opportunity, I might get a big whiff of it in my nose, too. I'll be like, all right, identify that hair product. Herbalescence. Maybe we'll do the I don't know what it is. Or maybe we'll do, the, like, the teenager, tweenager thing where you, like, braid uh-huh. your hair into their hair. Yeah. And you make, like, a big, long hair strand. Oh, I don't know. I like it. I like it. But, Ryan, what was your... Uh, first festival my first one was euphoria uh was it euphoric yeah, yeah a little bit it was, <laughs> I, I was uh it was the one that i played at when i was 17 mm-hmm. that was i haven't been to a festival edm one that i haven't played at yeah it's kind of so what would your <laughs> what would your dream one be uh funny enough ultra because I want to go to the Carl Cox stage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you and Andres were talking about it nonstop. You yeah. know, when you guys came over to my house and were watching videos of it that's on my TV. The epitome of house music, like that is. Yeah, yeah it's, but it's good house music. I would. It's yeah, which means I'll never be up there because yeah. it's a bad tech house. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. We're just gonna create a new genre for you called bad tech house. I there think that's go. what we should do. We should make it. We should just like hashtag it and everything. That's how you get things trending, right? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm getting out of touch about how to be hip now. I put a whole EP out, Bad Tech House Music, all that. Do a whole volume one. I'll make it a whole series. I mean, snails made snails cool, right? I mean, end of shell. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. I wondered what that was whenever we were at Flux. And I didn't actually know. I knew snails. I didn't know that vomit step was a thing. We're like, what is this? Sounds like a bad viral video. Yeah, <laughs> vomit stepping. Yeah, like a grandma is like, oh, what is this? These darn kids, and then steps in vomit. <laughs> ah, hashtag vomit step. Those oh, darn God. kids, they got me again. <laughs> is that how it's going to go? Bless my ignorance. <laughs> um, so my first festival, I figured I get to chime in now. Mm-hmm. It was Lights All Night, actually. So that's why I'm really, really stoked that Dana gets to see Lights All Night, too. Because I'd be like, I was you once. Even though I'm not, like, too far <laughs> after. Mm-hmm. But um, my big festival that I want to do is Tomorrowland. I am actually mm-hmm. saving up for whenever I finish my degree to go there and I want VIP tickets solely <laughs> for the fact that I saw people hanging out in hot tubs overlooking the main stage. What the fuck? That's really cool. Like you get dance all day and get real tired and then you can just be like, I'm chilling. I'm hanging out in a hot tub, <laughs> looking down on the peasants who couldn't afford VIP. Just that, kidding. That's the real reason that you want it. <laughs> 
I feel like a queen in my castle. Queen <laughs> festival. Yeah. I'm just crown. kidding. I'm real excited about, you know, the uh, fact of being able to sit in a hot tub. But if I really start thinking about it, it makes me not want to. So don't put too much thought into it and you'll have a blast, right? Yeah, just go and do it. Think just about how many other people are going to be sweating in that hot tub. Like, That's why I said it. We're not thinking about it. it. We're just doing There's it. There's like but this film on the end, top of the... Uh, nobody's going to want to get in there. I'm going to turn you off of this idea so fast. I'm going to get in it. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna get in the, the first one in there of the day <laughs> and I'm going to get in it. I mean, it's easy to influence me to go to festivals because the reason why I'm doing Electric Forest in 2018 is because they had a freaking cereal bar Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I can go down the line to mix in like some Fruit Loops with some Fruity Pebbles. That's the same thing. Fuck. Okay, like some, <laughs> who knows? There's so many combinations. Lucky Charms and Cookie Crisp. Yes. I don't know. Only don't know the marshmallows. The chocolate and the marshmallows. It, yeah, it's, it's all sugar. But they That's had toppings true. that you could put on it, too. More like, marshmallows. More uh, sugar. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. You go there and you get sugar high. You're like, you don't need drugs. I want to know who. You got sugar. I just want to know who's the lame that goes in there and gets frosted mini weeds. Uh, you know, I actually really like frosted mini weeds. <laughs> oh, I love them, too. But if you go to a cereal bar and you just get frosted mini weeds, like. No, it's those raisin brand people. I actually why, like raisin brand, too. I don't discriminate against any cereal, first of all. <laughs> I treat all cereal equally in my belly. So <laughs> I'm really excited about it. If they don't have it, if they don't have a cereal bar at Electric Force, I'm demanding a refund. Be like, hey, Pascal, <laughs> this wasn't worth it. <laughs> Just kidding. It'll totally be worth it. That's funny. But uh, so I guess are we ready to get the, the show on the road? Yeah. Um I think we need to find out about some more festivals because I've heard about a lot of different ones, but I want to know, like, which one's the best one. Yeah. I want to get, like, a deep dive into learning about some of them. So, yeah. I'm excited. Well, everybody, welcome back to FestiCast. I'm Noe. We have... Dana. And we also have our amazing special guest host... Uh, Reckless Ryan. Yep. You all know him from episode six. AKA DJ Music. AKA, we got really drunk that night. I spilled a drink. <laughs> Hashtag really reckless. Yes. Yeah. And we have a really, really awesome guest host with us today. We have James. I go by James now, but technically James Hughes. Like That's your professional. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of a, a distance there in some <laughs> occasions, you know, professionally, you, you know, uh, depending on the, uh, I guess, the occasion or the performance or whatever it may be. Do you have a rave name? Uh, no, 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 no. Never, never mm-hmm. earned one. I just always stuck with James now, or it was some variation of that. I feel like, yeah. like, I, I called the, uh, I had a friend named James back in the day and he would call himself ironically, James back in the day. And I would be James now. And oh. so it was always the play on words, of course, with these, uh, you know, with the crew and stuff. So. Yeah. Was there like a James alternating Tuesdays or no. <laughs> <laughs> surprise? Surprisingly, I haven't heard that one yet. So. You need a, you need a few more Jameses to like tag off. I like, know. Seriously. Yeah, you need yeah. the occasional James. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's not, it's not even a big name anymore. I don't see people. I don't, I don't have any James friends anymore. That's true. Oh, I haven't seen a right? James in it's, a while. Yeah. My boss's know? name is James. That's the only James I know. Yeah. Except for you. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're the second James I know. Yeah. yeah. You don't you don't want to go by like Jimmy or Jay. No, I do I look like a Jimmy, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm half Japanese, so I feel like once you kinda, you know, hit a certain 
I don't know. A, a, I don't know if you could call it a genetic predisposition. A touch, not a gym. You know? I, I, I like it just fine. Yeah. yeah. Not me. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. For sure. I'm actually I was born in Houston, but I've moved out to Fort Worth at a really young age and kind of from kindergarten all the way to high school. You know, I had a great upbringing. It was like kind of this picture perfect. Went to elementary school with the same kids I went to high school with. I mean, it's been a mighty long time since I've, uh, you know, been in high school. I'm a little bit older, I feel like, in the room. I just turned 34 last month. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I got a a little bit of a veteran kind of view when it comes to this whole festival thing, because there was a time where there weren't festivals. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we started with this whole Ridgely Theater and the Red Jacket and all these old school clubs in Dallas that would host these one-off electronic music shows and stuff like that. And luckily I was able to experience a lot of this stuff on the really early stages of the, uh, of the scene in Dallas where it was kind of still a, a little bit of an, um, well, I, counterculture, you know what I mean? I mean, it is now, but back then it was like almost like acid house music. You know what I mean? It was definitely a different vibe. Um, as far as music, but of course the, the vibe as far as, you know, everybody getting along and the whole ideals of it have really not changed very much. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud to be a part of a scene that, you know, has stayed true to its roots from this whole, I guess, I, I, evolution, I guess you could call mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean? From going to something that isn't exactly commercial to all the way to something, you know, you can't flip through channels anymore <laughs> without yeah. catching a, you know, a little second clip of some house or dubstep or big room, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? It's in our faces now. So it's kind of watching it from its infancy to be able to, I guess, personally relate to it in my adult stages. Well, I just badass for that matter, you know. That's really cool that you've been around for the the evolution of it. Um, How did you actually get into it? Weirdly, I got my first set of Technic 1200 turntables Mm. from my dad. Uh, He was a DJ for a narcotics anonymous, like uh, anti-drug kind of, you know what I mean? Like these whole uh, support groups and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And of course they played a lot of, you know, very Texan stuff all the way to whatever rock and pop stuff was popular at the time. But luckily um, it was of course when CDs started kind of flourishing and you you could go to Best Buy when they still had rows of CDs and just go pick out all this really cool music. And mm-hmm. I uh, inherited a dusty pair of Technic 1200s and uh, would get my mom to basically drive, I guess, drive me to the record store in <laughs> Dallas. And, uh, and I would be able to buy like almost a record every other week. Mm-hmm. And it started with like BT Records and Paul Van Dyke and Blank and Jones and like old school trance and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of slowly from there, you know, snowballing into a lot of other genres and stuff. But I loved, uh, I loved trance whenever I first started out. Oh yeah. Year 2000, you know, shot holla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you uh, play in the EDM field currently? Currently I have been, well, since the whole, I'd say major festival scene has started to really boom in, you know, North America in general. Uh, Ultra was something that I was very lucky, even living in little bitty Watauga, Texas. Uh, one of my best friends at the time, well, we weren't best friends, but we grew to be very quickly. Um, won a Dallas Observer uh, DJ contest. And this was, geez, I'm sorry, you know, 99, 98 or 99. And uh, he 
won a slot playing at Ultra, one of the first Ultra music festivals. And they did an article about it and he had these cool pictures done. And it really, you know, propelled him in his uh, perspective DJ career. And I was lucky enough to kind of have him as a mentor. And so Mr. Alexis Sanchez has been around for quite some time and uh, was able to kind of show me the ropes as far as how to handle these commercial level festival people all the way to the crowds and even traveling and stuff like that as well. Uh, I went out with him uh, a few times for local shows and stuff and was able to kind of see how it was, you know, lugging around a flight case full of records and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it was an interesting, interesting oh, days. Cool. Yeah. It was, a, I, I hated flight cases, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a USB port, you know, a little US flash drive now. So mm. It's definitely it's definitely changed a lot. What was your favorite DJ back then, like when you first got started? Hands down, hybrid. Like after the whole trance thing, like I just got hit with this, I guess the the dynamics and the production value of something like a, a pair of guys from the UK that were using the Russian Federal Orchestra to, to have samples in their music. And it was just phenomenal. These guys do you know, movie scores and stuff now. Yeah. But, you know, back in the day, they, I saw them at the Red Jacket and it changed my life. I mean, I watched them play records and it was just, I mean, it blew me away as a junior, a sophomore in high school, <laughs> you know, like, well, I had to, my buddy, it was just a crazy night in general, you know, would be like 17, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And he had gotten like his first like car and it was his birthday and we drove to the Red Jacket on a school night. <laughs> and we ended up getting in so much trouble because his car got towed and we had to take a cab home because me and my his buddy were going to get in trouble if we didn't like make it at a certain time. Obviously, it's like three o'clock in the morning. We finally get home and I just get my, I get, you know, I can grind it up pretty good. I would say yeah. ground. We also grounded was one thing. I actually <laughs> literally got ground up <laughs> by my Japanese mother. So they, they don't, they didn't play that very well. And my, and my father for that matter was actually a air force sergeant. And so he, mm. Texas military kind of, you know, you can just kind of paint the picture with all that, you know yes. what I mean? So it's, yes. it's really laid the foundation for me to have a great, you know, work ethic, um, all the way to, you know, a, a type of kind of a cultural, traditional morale, you know, like a, my, as far as, you know, respecting people, you know, like most Texans, I would I, I hope to, to think that most people, you know, know that Texans are pretty respectful for that matter. Right. Um, I would say the same for most people thinking Japanese, you know, obviously the culture is renowned for being fairly uh, polite. So this has kind of influenced your ethos? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like for sure. And it's also... You know, latching on to the whole plur ideal and stuff was just, it resonated very well with me. I mm-hmm. just really, you know, loved, I grew up with a brother a year older and a brother a year younger than me. And so we were just crew, you know, mm-hmm. we were family, like literally. And that's why I call them my lit fans because they're my literal family. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like for for uh, my other fam, my fam fam, my uh-huh. crew, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, we're, we're, 10 plus years deep in these friendships. I mean, we've mm-hmm. been around for so long. We've made, you know, countless trips to Miami or, you know, LA. Um, I lived in New York for a little while and was able to, you know, hang with some of my homies out there. So it was, it's been, a, it's been a crazy trip being able to see a lot of really interesting venues um, across the board. Um, even from like Webster Hall in New York, for instance, it's just, it's, it's really cool to, you know, the historic value of EDM, I think, is going to be something that 
is a is a part of American music history in general. It's undeniable the fact that this was a more American born you know mm-hmm. culture. Uh, not I guess you could call it counterculture to start out with, but also okay. as far as music, you know, it branched out from you know Chicago House and stuff like that. Frankie Bones and I used to love that, and I just didn't even understand it, but it was like cool beats at that mm-hmm. point. So yeah. So how do you, uh, I guess, do you, like, do you like work with Ultra right now? Or? Yeah, I, I got to dip out and go to Dallas uh, here in a little bit. And we have our first official promotion event where uh, I have some uh, Ultra flyers. I figured I'd hook you guys up with a little bit of the preview. The first official flyers. Okay, I kind of held them back a little bit. Um, <laughs> resistance oh, yeah. actually is a gr- it's awesome that you brought that up. I've worked um, with one of my my director, the promotions director is a guy named Omar. Mm-hmm. And this guy started Resistance. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is literally from its one of the 11 stages of Ultra as like a promotional stage is now a global event that goes to, mm-hmm. I mean, some places that you couldn't have even guessed that they have, you know, crazy shows. Yeah, I mentioned stuff. that on my episode of the podcast, so that was one of the ones that I wanted to play on that it's, was Resistance. Oh, yeah. yeah. The production value at these stages are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I would say one of the coolest events I've been able to go last September, I was able to go to Japan to visit my family. Happened to kind of, you know, merge into the time where Ultra was. And so, <laughs> I, um, knowing that my buddy Omar, that I've worked with for so many years, uh, was working the event, I put in a call with him and he gave me like a wristband and I got to go into Ultra Miami and check out the <laughs> Resistance stage for just one day. You know, I had it for three days, so I could only make it for one. But it was uh, a definitely different vibe than uh, than us here, you know, in America. Yeah. So it was really cool to experience that for sure. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. So I noticed um, you you have a lot of quotes that you have like on your Facebook, kind of uh, detailing who you are, which shows me that you're maybe a little bit of a, a literary Absolutely. person. A yeah. Bit. You have an Oscar <laughs> Wilde quote and things like that, but you also quoted Einstein, and I was curious. Yeah. Um, one of his quotes says, "Imagination is more important than knowledge." In the work that you do, do you get to employ a lot of imaginary kind of concepts and things that you're in terms of promotions and and also the art that you produce? I think everything I do is a result of that. Mm -hmm. You know, my my whole background in in being creative or just being feeding that side of the brain in general, you know, I always you can't it's being creative is not exactly I would consider like a you know, a self-serving type of term, you know what I mean? That's, it's actually trying literally to put something into the world or trying to look at something different from thinking outside of the box to, you know, trying to recreate something that's been there for a long time. I mean, there's so many versions and so many variations of being able to, you know, take knowledge for that matter. It's almost, it's almost too rigid to be able to, you know, put a type of, I guess when you say something like knowledge or something like that, you know, it's like very, it seems book smart, you know what I mean? And there's just an entire world outside of book smart, I feel like. so. That's what I find so fascinating about this, even though this has been around since the 90s, um, this this music and festival scene and, and kind of the, I mean, there's not a lot of scholarship on it. There's not a research, you know, there's not a, a lot of history written about it yet. And so it's interesting to see what is developed by musicians as this thing grows and progresses, finding out what works with, um, you know, communities of people that attend festivals and what things don't like what things, you know, get people going and, and, um, how to get people involved in something like this. So I think that 
it's good that you're so tuned into, you know, this use of imagination as, as a piece of, um, your work, I guess, ethos. Um, that's, that's gotta be useful. It absolutely is. I mean, I did design, you know, as a career for a good part of a decade. So, Mm -hmm. you know, being in anything like it or even producing music or something like that, you know, that, that you take your work home with you, you know, and I don't clock out of being a designer, you know, Mm -hmm. or being graphics or being in it in general, that's something I'm passionate about. And it's something I very, I feel like, you know, it's something I carry with me all the time, Mm -hmm. Uh, regardless, whenever I'm, you know, having fun or being serious and having to work my ass off, you know, feel that so, so just yeah, you gotta, you gotta run it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta dip into the parts of you that give you that little extra fuel. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, that definitely plays a huge part in everything. So, so I want to go back and I want to know some of the, some of the, I guess, wilder stories Ooh, that you yes. may have experienced in your lifetime. Yeah. There's, there's you know, a handful. Um, <laughs> Gosh. You don't uh, even know where to start then. Yeah, seriously. Um, one of my favorite <laughs> ones was my buddy that I was just talking about. Um, it's the, the, the pinnacle of the evening was him not really being so familiar with riding a moped, let alone being in a crazy place like downtown Miami and, <laughs> and you know, accidentally losing control of it and making a little bit of a scene after a party. Uh, <laughs> a little pre, you know, a little context to that was basically we got invited to uh, the ultra crew party. And this was always in downtown at the Hilton and they would have like the 40th, floor penthouse looking over the grounds of Ultra. And it was always just this amazing moment of just hanging out outside and just staring there. It's like, oh my God, that's 11, like pick 10 up your stages. A yeah. bit. And you yeah. see it going, I mean, this is obviously after the show and stuff like that, but it was really cool. I, I got to see like Guy Gerber and like all these crazy, like Pete Tong hung out mm. at this show and played music <laughs> for this private party. And it's the things you only hear about, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, a, wow. I'm not balling and get to go to all these penthouse parties all the time, but it was cool to, you know, hey, my buddy Alex, you know, he would talk to uh, the guy, Danny, that had uh, been one of the original founders of Ultra. And it was the guy that had met him at the, the, the airport or whatever, whenever he won his contest, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... Basically, this dude was like, hey, you know, you guys uh, welcome, you know, and all this was very warm and kind to me. And before this whole party thing, you know, I'd met this guy and he was the guy who was like, hey, so, well, you know, tell me about yourself. What kind of music do you play? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, I'm going to mix in some breaks. I got, you know, I got some progressive. I'm just going to go with the flow. You know what I mean? I kind of want to make sure that, you know, everybody's feeling my vibe, blah, blah, I'm ready for whatever. And he was like, man, that's awesome. He goes, you know, um, what stage are you playing on? I'm like, it's the, the eco village. And he was like, Oh, that's cool. And it, that was like a really passive aggressive way of saying, Oh, you're at the number 11 stage. You're like the promotional tent. You know what I mean? Like it's not on the stage, you know, but it was still cool. You know, I didn't care. I'm on the, mm-hmm. the flyer of ultra. It goes to like 40 different countries. You know what I mean? I was yeah. like, hey, I'm happy to be here. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Oh, that's cool. Um, would you care to like, you know, open up at this other stage? And I was like, yeah, you, sure. Uh, you know, whatever you can uh, squeeze around for me. Uh-huh. And Put your people in contact with my people. <laughs> turns out this guy has the set list open on his laptop and was just clicking around, moving names around and all this stuff. And he moved me to the Sirius XM radio mm. stage mm-hmm. at noon. And it was on Saturday. So it was like this huge 
ultra stage that I actually <laughs> like played on. It was so crazy, and all it was. Yeah, I played a lot of dubstep and stuff like that at the time. So it was just, you know, like, in general, it's like, you know, being in these places, like, even in Miami in general is crazy. You're always walking around like, what the hell? There's palm trees everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, this is awesome. Yeah, I'm from Texas. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not exactly something, you know, we get to expect when we wake up and, you know, hit the hit the stroll in the morning or whatever after a crazy night. You know what I mean? Right there, so yeah. in the night, you're, like, looking at all these people and it's crazy and then all of a sudden you're like okay come to this party and it's like we got invited to something sure let's go and it's like oh go to the hilton okay we're up here and i'm like holy crap holy crap holy crap whoa and we're like at this rooftop <laughs> level and house music and pretty people drinking stuff and it was just like oh man <laughs> Funk town holla, you know. What I mean? Look at me now. You know, so it was, it was really. It, there's lots of experiences, you know, peppered in there, you know. Mm-hmm. But something like that really kind of tends to stick in your brain, you know. Yeah. Being a 40th floor penthouse over Miami, I, you know, I don't have an experience that a whole bunch of times. So you yeah. know, I really soaked it in, though. You know, open bar, so <laughs> open bar. Yeah, I probably yeah. would have drunk cried on the balcony yeah. or something. Miami, like, it's I'm like fifteen here. bucks a drink. They mm-hmm. charge. Yeah. You, they gratuity your drink at oh when you goodness. buy one on wow. the spot. You're not you don't Seriously. you don't even literally tip because they add their tip in on your drink. You're like, damn, I just paid nine dollars for a Red Bull. There goes three dollars went to that <laughs> that bartender. He wasn't playing around. So it's a it's a pretty it's a hustle game out there. But you yeah. know there are. Really cool, you know. There's a reason why there's a hustle game out there. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's some money. There? Pardon? How old were you at that time? Jeez, I want to say it was five years ago or so. Yeah, about four, or five, five. I say five years ago. You know what I mean? So yeah. Wow, I, yeah, I was, that's incredible. I still, still in the twenties. Yeah, sweet twenties. You know, <laughs> back in the day when I was twenty nine. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, damn. Uh, but no, it, it, that whole. Uh, Era in general, I remember going to Ultra, geez, I want to say, 09 or 2010, mm-hmm. and it was the first time Major Lazer and Ponda Floor came oh, out. Oh, yeah. Changed everything. And it was the year before that, it was Eastern Jam by uh, Ch- Chase and Status. Mm-hmm. Chase and Status, Eastern Jam came out. It started, I feel personally, it started dubstep because nobody had messed with that tempo kind of the 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 core it wasn't even half step it was like quarter step so it was like everybody kind of threw everybody off but in general you couldn't go anywhere in miami and not hear those songs mm-hmm. i was at ultra and i remember hearing pond floor like maybe five or six times on different stages as i kept i was like i couldn't get away from this song next thing you know you know major laser is Mm-hmm. You know, they're major laser. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That was Diplo and Switch. That was before Switch left and they, mm-hmm. you know, got real, uh, real, you know, kind of band friendly, I would say. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was, it was really cool to experience that as well. You know, kind of seeing uh, uh, new genres, for instance, just kind of pop up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Do you think Miami, like Music Week and Ultra, are just a big inspiration on? Creating new types of music or influencing. Honestly, I feel it's the testing ground. Yeah. Um, the it started with WMC and the whole Inner Music Conference, and 
they had a feud a few years ago where the Winter Music Conference originally there was Miami Music Week. They didn't even call it that. Ultra was the closing event of the Winter Music Conference. And then Ultra started getting a little bit more attention, a little bit more. People stopped going to WMC and started going to W. It was a result of the Winter Music mm-hmm. Conference. Mm-hmm. These managers were already in town. These artists were in town. They were meeting up. This is when iTunes started and all this stuff. They had like Steve Jobs at one of them one time. Mm-hmm. I'm saying 2009. Uh, we were at that convention center or whatever there. And, uh, you know, there are panel guests and all this stuff. And I mean, I didn't go to that stuff, but I, you know, there's buzz around town. People are like, yo. The Apple CEOs are like hanging out and all that stuff. And it was like really cool to hear that. But in general, um, the closing event for Winter Music Conference was ultra. Uh, the party went from Monday through Thursday and then Friday, Saturday and Sunday. All the artists just basically were like, hey, we'll play, you know, mm-hmm. big deal. You know, let's jam. And it became its own event. And then they couldn't get the same week as ultra one year the convention was booked Mm -hmm. and so they had to do it on a separate week and like nobody showed up to wmc it was like a very devastating time in the culture everybody was like no wmc and then it was like wait a minute ultra sold out yo and then like (laughs) after that they had two weekends of ultra it was like that was way too much i was like man but it was cool you know like seeing or hearing they would announce on the stage or whatever some celebrity was there, you know, Justin Timberlake or whatever. I think last year was Justin Bieber. So many Justins ago, (laughs) it was still, I guess, you know, the commercial, you know, it really was kind of the, the, the standard and the, the initial branding strategy for, for EDM and and, and an American taste. You know what I mean? It's kind of the way that we could accept it and totally, identify with it for that matter you know what i mean and take it to the next level bro step all day you know what i mean (laughs) so another thing that like people talk a lot about when it comes to festivals is festival food have you had like a favorite festival food (laughs) this is miami okay so miami okay let me me, back up a little bit even further Uh um hashtag texas food at texas food whatever is my i have an entire instagram that is just food Oh, okay. And it's my entire... Sounds like, delicious. We found my, it. Okay, yeah. that's my other passion. <laughs> I cook. I do all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of my best friends are chefs and, mm-hmm. like, you know... My first degree cu- is in culinary. Culinary directors, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, call me a chef, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta play to that a little bit. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, But realistically, it's really really huge i feel like that's almost like an interconnected music and food and i because i'm about culture in general. yeah i love experiencing things on so many levels you know what i mean you go to miami and you don't eat a cuban sandwich son you have failed at life <laughs> okay you just don't get it like straight up uh-huh. and they, they call it cuba out there so you go get some cuba espresso and i'll be out there like oh a little espresso por favor you know what i mean and they'll be like ay, 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 you know, and they just hook you up with the because you just that little egg extra that you know i wearing a floral shirt and board shorts or sandals and you know Mm -hmm. whatever so it's it's a it's a very interesting kind of slice of america that you get to check out so as far as festival food in ultra there is a result of that as well you know what i mean Uh like they have a whole little section of uh there's this stuff thing called arepas Mm -hmm. and it's like a tortilla kind of a quesadilla thing where they throw like this cornmeal with Mm -hmm. a little bit of cheese and then they crisp it down and and they have those everywhere at Ultra. So you're like walking around and you're like smelling like this grilled cheese smell. And I'm just like ready to jam. And I'm just like, hold up. 
Guys, yeah. hold up. You just know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. That's a feeling yeah. to the fence. I, I, I don't. I passed this whole. I hate to say this drug phase. Very, I experienced that very early and moved past that. Absolutely made peace with that part of my life a very long time ago. Like I don't need drugs. You know what I mean? You like need I, food. Yeah, <laughs> I need the, that same part of the dopamine effect that happens to my brain. That arepa does that just fine. You know what I mean? Cheese uh, is basically That's cocaine. Straight Absolutely. Up. Okay, so you get you get it. You know I don't need cocaine. I need cheese. Yeah, you know give what I'm me saying? one of those so, real cheese. Too. Yeah, a little grizzle on that cheese. <laughs> and you're crack. You know what I mean? There you go, right there. You're a little sp- sprinkle it all over me. So you know? do you have to like stop and like hop to each one and get like, I want one from here. Oh, it comes in here. phases. And just like you feel the music, you feel the urge. You're like, I need to refuel right now. I need yeah. something to eat. Because let me just, <laughs> one day of ultra mm-hmm. will absolutely drain you. Yeah. You are nine to 11 stages have your attention. You're on a schedule of this artist to this artist. I can only see 15 minutes of, you know, uh, Crystal Castles because, you know, Ice Cube is about to come on. But I gotta run on my Ice Cube because, you know, Carl Cox (laughs) just hit the decks and it's like, oh man, you're constantly running around. And then you're with people, so you're constantly like, oh man, I want to go see Richie. You know, I'm like, hey, it happens. Let's be real here. The guy's got a following. There's always somebody that's, I want to go see Martin Garrix or whatever. And I'm just like, bro, catch you at the spot. You know what I mean? I'm going to go see Purity Ring or Rabbit on the Moon. I saw Prodigy. I saw like all these cool like acts. And that's why the first day at EDC, we're like, this is our meeting point. You have to have one. I'm going to wait 15 minutes. You don't show up. Out. But yeah, so as you're kind of experiencing this entire haze of acts and talent and stuff, you're like, but bro, that smells better than it did 20, 30 hours ago when I walked past it. I kind of <laughs> missed stop this time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they have a really cool, like, uh, a, like a food truck section too. It was like a food so alley. So you can hit, yeah, you That's can hit the EDC whole food. Was. And was I would like, rotate, you know, you got to make some rounds and come yeah, back over like, here. What do I eat? Follow your nose, follow <laughs> your ears, whatever. Feel the cheese. And the cool thing is, is, after one day of ultra, you are absolutely destroyed. You have to take it easy. You have to sit down. You can't. The first day, everybody's so excited. And, you know, they rage and all that stuff. Uh-huh. You know, they do their thing. And you can't because you're not thinking about Saturday and Sunday. And that's where it really goes hard. You're seriously having to wake up Saturday. It starts at noon. Uh-huh. So... Friday and Saturday are the only nights in Miami Music Week that I do not after party. Because mm-hmm. Ultra is the reason why I go out there. You can catch more acts at Ultra than you can anywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, arguably, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for as far as North America and access to, you know, a $200 plane trip ticket, you're able to see, you know, acts that you're not able to catch anywhere else. Miami Music Week during the Monday through uh, Thursday is kind of a taste of all of these. And if there's a separation and that I've had this argument a few times with friends that ultra has gotten so commercial that some labels kind of, you either have to play the game with ultra, which means that you're going to, you know, you're going to pay or you're going to take a cut to be able to be a part of their festival or 
you're not going to be a part of their festival. So all these artists, like for instance, one of my favorite artists is Zed's Dead. Zed's Dead is seriously like they don't play Ultra anymore. They started their own label, Deadbeats, and now Deadbeats has no affiliations with any of these management companies that work with Ultra. So they had to do their own shows on the side. Bonus, I go see Zed's Dead before I ever even make it to Ultra. You know what I mean? It's like a a couple years ago, didn't Dead Mouse have have his own little mousetrap festival the same week? I still have a poster from that. And the guy, Uh the Frederick, the guy that sang or whatever, Mm -hmm. made his debut there. I stay at this little, like, condo thing that's right by uh, Amnesia, I think Mm -hmm. is the name of that little club. But it's a pretty cool cool place. So, have you ever actually, like, produced your own music? I actually have had Beatport tracks on, like, say, 2012. Okay. Yeah. So, I've had a SoundCloud that's functional and all that stuff for Mm -hmm. many moons. And... I can go ahead and confidently say that, you know, I actually have a new artist moniker that will be coming out for um, Ultra this next year. Really? And yeah, I already have all the social networking and I have five projects and very solid tracks. Is that Hush Hush or is that a Festicast? It's a Festicast Hush Hush. It's a Festicast Hush Hush. You know what Uh I mean? Uh It's on. It's it's recorded. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) on. It's out there now. Straight up. So Uh, so Sizemore is actually his name. And me, I'm Sizemore. And it's gonna, it's this whole, uh, it's kind of a deep house and um, a a mid-range bass heavy uh, version of uh, like 90s Hip hop and oh, old like go. rap tracks and shit. I love it's pretty it. Cool. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. It was started as an idea, and you know, it's blossomed into something really exciting, like commercially exciting. You know, I have all these ties in Ultra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, where yeah. my contact game a little bit? You know, <laughs> gotta build the your network is your net worth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you really uh, I cater to relationships and, and stuff within the industry very much. There you go. Yeah. And, you know, I I my big focus is putting Fort Worth on the map. We are a top 15 populated city per capita as far as in the U.S. Mm -hmm. with zero EDM scenes. Yes. So we have a larger population in just Fort Worth Mm -hmm. than San Francisco, Denver, Seattle. And these all have booming Mm -hmm. EDM scenes that will just blow you away. Mm -hmm. Yet. You know, we have almost twice as many. We have like a million people. You look at the, literally Google the population of San Francisco mm-hmm. and in Denver. It's nothing compared to DFW. The actual the honey bucket of talent and the, the access to amazing, you know, sales and stuff. I think it's yeah. inevitable. Yeah. And so I want to eventually affect marginally affect the uh, Fort Worth festival industry. I like it. You I should reach out plans. to the whole Golden Triangle. This is this that's is what we're I'm, a community. That's what I'm planting that seed with you guys. <laughs> I want a lot of that garden, you know what I mean? So, so what made you decide on the name Sizemore? It's a long time, but I think it's it's America. It's American EDM. I'm going straight full blast towards only things that are as American as you can get, heavy mm-hmm. mid-range bass in your mm-hmm. face. You know what I mean? A little bit of trap in there. We mm-hmm. that's our stuff. You know what yep, I mean? Yep. You can't put that anywhere else in the world. <laughs> we did that. You know, we're from the South, mm-hmm. and so I want some South House. How come there isn't Southern House out <laughs> South there? South you know, house. is that not going to be a thing eventually? You know, no. I'm from Houston. They got screw chop and screw music. Mm-hmm. This oh, yeah. super pitched down and transposed kind of vocal range. And EDM is just, I feel it's inevitable. Yeah. Just like a, 
Fort Worth, you know, the EDM <laughs> scene. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a little honky tonk at first, but does it say out there with the cows? I hey, yeah, bring it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like, have you played out in Fort Worth at some of the? I stores? had a residency, a few residencies. Right. I had one. I was the starting residency at uh, what's that place called? V V or whatever? Oh, um, the V V Club V. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's like oh, Studio Eighty mind. now, I think. I, whatever it is. Yeah. Hands down, the most amazing DJ setup I've yeah. ever played in outside that of Miami. That club is gorgeous. It's insane. They put, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars on that dance floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got to play, you know, Feed Me. Yeah. I got to drop some Dead Mouse. I was into all sorts of progressive yeah. stuff. And it was just a <laughs> kill. It you was play, so uh, fun. Fox, Fox Lounge? Or Fox? Fox it's F-O-C-H. I don't know how you say it. Fox. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, no, uh, I, I ran the Red Goose for... A good year. Yep. Um, we had a thing called Static Thursdays where we had to eat electronic music. I had DJ Titan come in. He's one of my good friends. And same with uh, Evan Evo. My buddy Evo has been killing it lately. And these are dudes that, you know, I play, played at my little, my weekly, you know, I want to say mm-hmm. four years ago, three, four years ago. But that's something that didn't settle with me very well. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, we, we had an EDM thing in Fort Worth and. Was it a, a result of not marketing it enough? Was the scene not ready for it? Did I did I not put the proper exposure in certain avenues? You know, the, a lot of these things have been riding me. You know, I yeah. went to school for advertising design and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's a marketing. Everything is a yeah. marketing. So problem. you you know a lot about advertising and, and how important it is to kind of have a persona on the stage. Have you considered what you're going to do for size more? Um, for the most part, it's going to be very. I'm modest. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there is a shelf life of EDM, um, you know, followers that we don't want a mask on your head. You don't, you know, you don't need to jump on stage and act like a DJ. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to Jesus pose your way into fandom. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not that anymore. What if it's really good though? It's super good. Either way, like, there are artists, some of the greatest. Look at Tool, for instance. Is there anything that has to do with them putting their faces on anything? No, it's not about that. You know, and I feel that this is going to be an eventual result of the I culture think, as well. Like, I think we might have an idea that might just change your mind. No. The thing I will say about this, I know that you're you're in charge of advertising things. The, the thing that is important to note about some of these DJs, we know them because they're crazy, because they put things on their heads like buckets. That's true. Because that's like true. we can't we can't mistake them. We were like, okay, that's a guy with a bucket on its head. That must be Marshmallow. Straight up. Um, and I mention this every single time. I'm not sure how many episodes you listen to of Festacast. Um, but uh, I think that if you're going to really do this, you better do it right. And I think that I can not only give you a great persona to use on the stage, but I think I can incorporate one of your other passions. Oh. So I think we need to make you the chef. You're going to serve it up right. The soup, <laughs> the soup is on. Oh, juice. You're going to. With juice. You're going to. You're going to. You're going to plate. Feel that. You're going to. You're going to plate up. A bunch of excellent music for, you know, to feed everybody. Okay, so everyone's gonna be full and it's gonna be delicious and you're gonna be the chef. I like that. See, you can (laughs) serve it up a la carte or you know, whatever. Um and and 
funny thing is actually going entwined and kind of intertwined with my next music venture is yeah. going to be my whole passion for food. I actually mm-hmm. uh, have a video blog thing that will be starting the whole Texas food kind of thing. It's experiencing mm-hmm. food anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. basically. Eating stuff, what a Texan would like. Mm-hmm. Because this is, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be simple, but there are certain characteristics like meat and heartiness and savory, you know, mm-hmm. over the top dankness. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what else to say besides that. But um, yeah, there's going to be a whole music and food will be my whole you know, experience so and culture. Can we like those. plug in a blender up there on your table and you can like be like <laughs> and like mix oh, that in man. there? Oh, Get some chopping, some tomatoes. Chop, chop, chop. Hey, so, I'm just, you're mixing though, right? I'm, I'm thinking, up there mixing. I think this is what's happening. I think this is what you should do. Confetti, is it chopped veggies? Yeah, I have tomatoes here, and I, I wrote on your I wrote on your apron, <laughs> eat your greens. Yes. Um, because but onions, awesome. no onions, no, no, no. 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 We're no, not here no, to make no, people you're... cry, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like you need a blender or a food processor, and you can just have some people dancing behind you as like I'm dancing tomatoes. That. I don't know. How are you? We're gonna make it work. Are you see, yeah. you changed your mind. Are you familiar with the Swedish chef from the Muppets? No, I'm not. This, this is my inspiration. I'm embarrassed to say is, I actually my, am not. This is my inspiration. If you know about the Swedish Swedish chef from the Muppets, um, that's what I, that's what I'm doing. The dude with the big for. eyebrows, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That dude, yeah, he kills it. He's doing. His thing. Wait, wait. So on your show, you can give out your favorite festival food. The I forgot what it's called. Arepas. Yes. Arepas. Mm-hmm. You can give yeah, one they're... to everybody. You can throw them out. Oh, like they're... shoot them out of a t-shirt gun. Good. I'm can serious. you do that? This, this is what I'm talking about here. <laughs> so, so hey, what, so you're saying my thing could be a chef hat? Yes. Yeah. They got the headphones yeah. coming and out of the chef hat. And an apron and a bow tie. Maybe maybe the, the visualizers mm-hmm. hooked up to it, so the music, you know, chef right, coat. right behind you is nothing but food. Yeah, dancing food. Types, so yes. I think you need a dancing chicken, and luckily I know where we can find some in dancing eggs because our other friend Albatross mm-hmm. has dancing eggs that are going to be like doing tricks and things behind him. I'm open. So I think oh, this is what we need. Good. You can have a cleaver for every time you drop the base. You just hit it with the cleaver. We can have all of our food groups too. We have Moo step over here. I must be as hungry when I come up with some of these. We have right. our milk. We got our veggies getting shot out of a confetti cannon. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I don't remember how to say the food name. Shout out of t-shirt guns. Um, we have eggs. I just want to be back there with like the veggie spiraler, like <laughs> and have like veggies coming out the side that I can just like fling onto the crowd. That'd be great. I like it. And, and everyone mixes in like a giant soup pot. We're all dancing and bubbling around, and it'll be a lot of fun. So I think I think that's what we should do. Very fun. Um, and if I mean. Here's the deal. I have these ideas for onstage personas because historically it works. Ask anybody it's else who's been hard. on the show. To, it's hard to deny that. It really is. And one of my favorite so artists right now, Mala, and he's like all dark and mysterious. <laughs> and, or Zoo. You know, the dude's got the hat. Yeah. He's I'm killing not even, the hat, Yeah, I'm, I'm not even making wear a whole mask. I think just the chef's hat will, will convey the no message. Chef coat? Uh, yeah, you can wear a chef coat or an, or an apron. Um, I really think that that's what you should do. But I think whenever you open up your your um, uh, your set, you should definitely have the sound of the Swedish chef guy from the Muppets going, hurdy, hurdy, Um And then you can just dive right into There we go. There we go. You're already. You're, 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 there's something there. You're already. You, you and I are on the same way. Somebody's going to hit this angle. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's these things are, there's only so many ideas, you know? Like, that's why Hollywood's regurgitating all these movies. Uh, you know, the people are going to hop on these things. Yeah. So all, you know how many people are like, dude, 
I told you I should have wore that smiley face bucket on my head to that gig. <laughs> that dude beat me to the punch. You talked me out of it, man. I will yeah. never forgive you. Well, this is this is an exclusive idea produced for Festicast, and I will sell you this idea. My usual going rate is five dollars. Okay. However, for being on our show. I'll let you have this idea for free. For free. So, so okay, it's a good deal. You can't pass on a I good think, deal. I no. think that for like okay, so there's like snails has vomit step and stuff like that. We can use we can make a dance that's called like something after a cooking term, like a roux. Ooh, so if there's we can call house, it like do the roux, like we beef do the house. Oh, is, there, is that a thing yet? He's a genius. There's something. Yeah. You know, this man's a there's genius. gonna be there's gonna be something in there, and I'm you know what I mean. So uh, yeah. chicken traps. Keep it. Chicken oh trap. my god. Isn't it cheesy? Oh yes. man. I think <laughs> somebody <laughs> already started say. like cat step. I feel like that's been a thing. Well, Borgor and whoever did the dolphin the that's, trap. Yeah, that's it was, out there. That's yeah. been out there. Extension has Robo. Kitty. That's yeah. a good track. Oh, yeah, like so you can good. show that to some random like non like medium <laughs> no. listening people, and they're like, the, <laughs> the CTO at my work listened to that song, and then we heard it coming from his office the other day. I was like, that's, awesome. that's good. That's good. <laughs> I actually had a girlfriend at the time that was not an EDM fan, uh-huh. and she liked that track. And we were at, I want to say, something wonderful, and somebody dropped Robo Kitty. Oh my she gosh. Jamming. I've never seen a jamming. <laughs> so I assume that you're a guy who knows a little bit about festivals. I've, I've been to just a, few. a little bit though, right? Been to my share. I've been a fair share. Zen Festival in 2000. Uh-huh. I have constructed a game about festivals okay. and knowledges. Like just so this is going to be. All three, y'all. Mm-hmm. We're going to do. Um, is it against each other? Or is it team it's effort? It's against each other. There are oh, points. Man. I play dirty. So we are going to go up. <laughs> We're going to have the first round is two points. Uh, second round is three, and then the last one is going to be five. So mm. there is a chance for redemption, so you can get it <laughs> as well, or redemption. you could just freaking <laughs> kill it. So, anyways, this game I would like to call Festival. So, you have to find out which festival is bull, essentially. I'm going to give you two options. Yes, this is DJ or Nave of festivals. Yep. (laughs) Yes! Festival. All right. So, the first one I have is, hold on, I'm going to unwrinkle my paper here. Uh, We have Destiny Dance Festival and Further Future Festival. Further future festival. Mm-hmm. So we gotta pick what, which one's real. Which one is real? They could both be real. One could be fake. Who knows? The possibilities are endless. Well, that's kind of that's kind of tough. Yeah, that's really puts real. an edge on there. So yeah, that's well, sometimes hard. I accidentally make them too easy, and people are like, "That's it," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, well, what about the other one? Okay. Let's consider that." So future no festival. Those are either completely fake or both for or real. Should be like, festivals. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. actually that not really messed me up on that last. Oh, further, oh. further future. I'm gonna say further future is uh-huh. absolutely or, real. Or destiny dance future. Destiny dance. Uh, festival. I yeah. want to say Destiny Dance is real. DDF. That just that sounds like a sounds like a, a game though, thing like or something <laughs> to me though. Like, hey, like I'm gonna DDF that chick. It's yeah. like oh, oh, yeah. well, oh the only reason oh. I think so is I think it's an old school one. Like remember when they had the white festivals, the yeah, whiteouts? Yeah, those were oh, man. I remember those uh, Sensation. Yeah, Sensation yeah. White. Yeah. yeah. See? So 
Dana, you said further future. Further future festival, and you know why? Don't give it a good reason. Okay, I guess you can. I never give good reasons. I just, <laughs> I just give yeah. reasons. That's true, that's true. Um, I think it's definitely a further future festival because people are so bored of, like, talking about, like, oh, like a future space theme. We got to go even further. Take it to the next level. So we're going to not just go into the future. We're going to go into the further future. We're going further. It's so, going back to, to the future. That's like hyper hipster, you know? what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm so... Not even future, man. I'm like, beyond future, man. Like, you think you're 2017? Yeah. Well, I'm 3017, and actually this guy is oh, 4017. Because he is, he is yeah. further future than, than that. So I'm going to say that that's why. The year right. 9000 or something? It's like, dude. <laughs> who takes it there, man? man? That's, Dance that's music is one kick. Bar. That's oh further future. Right. So, Ryan, what is your vote? Destiny Dance. Alright. What about you, mister? I'm, I'm a pessimist. I'm sitting there both fake. You think they're both they're fake? They're both fake. I'm just going to roll right. with it. Y'all ready to hear the yeah, answer? Yeah, let's hear this. Yeah? You scared? Oh, yes. Suspense <laughs> music. Um, actually, Further Future Festival is the real festival. Oh! It sounds pretty real. Yeah, it's well, I'm in, starting um, Destiny Dance Festival. <laughs> it's actually not. I made that up. It's not a bad name. It's a good think. name. No, um, it's not a bad at all. So two points so, to Dana. Two yeah. points to Dana. The, Basically, right. just a little brief info about Further Future Festival. It is in Nevada, like as as I've seen. They've been. They got two years under their belt, working on their third year. It's, awesome. it's really, really, really cool. It's mm. um. They have like a, a from what I've seen. I could be. It was a while ago, but they have like these like yoga that they do in the morning. You camp. It's in the desert in the middle okay, of nowhere. That makes a lot of sense. They have like this truck that they have like the set on top it's like of and Burning Man kind of. But smaller, it's yeah. so much yeah. smaller, and it's more. Um, some of their let me pull up what their uh, mission statement mm-hmm. is because it gives a good idea. That's a crazy um, name. It's an ironic name for it being in Nevada. It's kind of yeah. cool though because it's the EDM thing, you know. It's mm-hmm. like super EDM. You know? <laughs> Our it's mission like, yes. is to create space for the exploration of the further future. The further future represents what can happen after what is predictably next. Setting our focal point further than the future supports two important concepts for our organization. First, the opportunity to question the values and assumptions of how things are today and in the foreseeable future. Second, everyone has the opportunity to shape the further future. I just love how ironic it is because Las Vegas is so old school. Uh-huh. You know, when people think of it, you don't think of like the It's not future. in Vegas. It's outside of it. I was saying Nevada. It's, when you hear yeah. Nevada, you think of Vegas. Uh-huh. Well, at least I do. Like, that's the first thing that comes to my head. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just in a desert in the middle of nowhere. Like, from the pictures that I've seen, there's not, you can't even see buildings. See, even it's, it's remotely. so 9,000. Wow. Like, you're not, yeah. it's like post-apocalyptic. Yeah. That's kind of cool. So Dana, dig that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's out there. I was right on the nose. You were. Mm-hmm. And I'm really. That was. Um, yeah, was I was worried that you were going to be like. I heard you talk about it once because like I thought no, it was really cool. I have not. I have uh, not. I just. That's just beginner's look. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Look. <laughs> D- deductive reasoning. You know, maybe a little bit. A little bit of logic. In it. Sounds like a good score one. is Dana two and you both zero. Double Sorry. goose over here. So round two, we have um, snowstorm or snow globe. Snow globe's real. Yeah, snow globe's definitely real. That's an awesome. Uh, I'm gonna say snow storm. 
And you're gonna you're gonna go against the tide here. Yeah, I mean it's worked. It worked last time. Yeah. I feel also, like, I feel like that would be any show in Minnesota ever. Yes. <laughs> I feel like That's I hear good. a snowstorm and I kind of start singing like or a different Utah version of Darude. <laughs> you know, yes. like Vermont. Is there any festivals? Did people go play in Vermont? Yeah, and it's called Snowstorm. Oh, yeah, we're making it happen right I now. I think they do. I, I, uh, I had a homie who used to live in Maine. And I'm pretty sure they had like a big festival and like they had a bunch of like indie acts up in Vermont. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm 90% sure. Yeah. They have yeah. DJ Yeti. They have DJ. <laughs> oh, man. Indomitable Snowman. <laughs> yeah. Featuring MC Sasquatch. <laughs> you know? It's like, man. Oh, All man. Right. <laughs> All right. So. Father, Father North Wind. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so the correct one is Snow Globe. Oh, yeah. You guys already knew about it. It happens on New Year's and it's in South Lake Tahoe. Mm. So it's. I tried to look up how many years it's been going. It looks like it's been there for a good minute. Oh, wow. So globe. Come on. <laughs> so, yep. So Dana, two. Ryan and James are at three. That's how we do. Yeah, you guys got to break it right yeah, here. DJ's right okay. here. Now's the time. Um, hold on. I forgot to make marks here. So the next one is going to be Wobbly Beats or Shaky Beats. Wobbly beats or shaky beats? Mm-hmm. Are they wobbly or are they shaky or are they neither? Am I making up words? Shaky beats. Yes. Am I 100% accurate on both of them? I don't like you right now. Am I just fabricating this to stress you out? I think yes, it's. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what you're doing. It is actually definitely shaky beats because they forgot the name of maracas and they were like, it's the shaky beats. <laughs> We're going to call this the, oh the Maracas Festival, except for not because we can't remember the name of the Maracas. What do you do with them? You shake beats. them. Yeah. And they, they make beats. Yeah. yeah. No, wait. I need the shaky things. What things? The shaky beats things. Oh a maraca. But if it's wobbly, it's like your legs are wobbly because you've been dancing all day. I want to But go you can't with... wobble a beat. You, that's how you'll be afterwards, though. Uh... I want to go with neither... Because I just don't like those names. I would not go to a festival with either name. You wouldn't go to a festival with either name. No. The Shaky Beats Festival. It's for know. people that have delirium tremens. That, that, <laughs> sounds, that sounds like a thing, though, you know? Oh, yeah. my goodness. That's really terrible. So, I shouldn't have said that. But. <laughs> Dana, what is your official answer? Shaky Beats. Shaky Beats. Because I want it to be true, and I want them to serve shake and bake. <laughs> <laughs> And what about you, good sir? Sh- shaky beats. Let's go with shaky beats. You're going, going shaky. Her. I like Me that one. Neither, please. <laughs> I want to win. Huh? So I want to win. <laughs> so you're going with neither? Yes, All neither. Right. I do not believe. Such a pessimist. Well, no. the correct answer is, I actually thought you guys would have heard of this one because I did. So it's, it's in Atlanta, Georgia, and it happens in May. It's shaky beats. <gasps> yeah! Oh, yeah! So. He let's, wins. Let's he tally wins. up the Atlanta. points. Yep, Dana, you end the, the round with seven, seven, points. seven points. Ryan, three. You get your You Tried sticker. Uh, and our winner today is James with eight points. Alright, okay. Now we gotta kick some maracas and go to Shaky Beats and be like, yeah. I brought my Shaky Beats! Can, <laughs> shaky I, beats, shaky can beats. I dress up like the uh, Chiquita lady? No, we go as a mar- what is it, a mariachi band now? Uh-huh. Since it's like uh-huh. the four of us, we just all go. We all have Fantastic. personas now! Yeah! 
I like it. I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> anyways, I want to quickly go over our festival forecast. Come on, boom. Sound effects. Sound effects. This is mariachi cast. No, no. How you doing <laughs> <laughs> So, um, do you know of any cool shows that you want to talk about happening as of November 4th? Actually. I figured you'd be a good resource. No, November 4th. Starting any time after that. Uh, I haven't filled out my promotion calendar for November <laughs> yet. No worries. Um, and I'm actually November fourth. I'm flying to Japan that day, uh-huh. so I'm, I haven't. I didn't kind of cleared my schedule on that nice. weekend, so I'm super yeah. out of touch then. Well, I am going to fill you in on the festival forecast. So on uh, November, I just lost it. November tenth, San Marcos, Texas. We have Cash Cash at the Mark. Um, November 11th is Bro Safari in Austin, Texas. Yeah. It's going to be at Vulcan Gas Company. Um, Duro, did I say that right? Duro? 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 Duro. Duro. Yeah, I, I mess up everyone's name. It's okay. And then people, like, after the show, they're like, you said it wrong. So, uh, November. Huh? Bleep blop. Yeah, I, bleep blop was one of them. It's bloop. As long as you didn't, didn't say Dead Mouth 5. You know oh. what I mean? That's, yeah, you're fine. I learned, I learned as long that. As you don't say that, you're fine. Yeah. 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 Good, yeah. So. Anyways, uh, he will be playing at Dallas at the House of Blues on November 14th. He's also going to be playing on November 16th at Houston, Texas in House of Blues. Houston. Um, Bear Grylls will be in Austin, Texas, November 16th at the Vulcan Gas Company. Um, let's see. Sorry, I hadn't got to write all this down, so I'm kind of scrolling. Um, Show Tech will be in Houston on November 18th at Stereo Live Houston. And Troy Boy will be in Dallas November 22nd at Stereo Live Dallas. Uh, Galantis will be playing in... Uh, Dallas on November 25th at the Bomb Factory. Oh, Benny Benassi, throwback, mm-hmm. will be at Lizard Lounge on November yeah, 24th. Yeah, I have some friends that have been pretty excited about it. That's a so. good show. Um, Snails is coming through on his snail tour. With his vomit? <laughs> I am really excited about Snails. I'm going to try. kills it live. He yeah. kills it. And apparently this album has made it to uh, number one. Um, already on iTunes oh, within wow. releasing it. Um, uh, he will be playing on November 30th at Houston, Texas at Stereo Live Houston. And he will be playing also in Dallas on December 1st in Austin, Texas at Emo's Austin. Am I wrong? I thought he was playing somewhere in Dallas here soon. I guess it's just not on this list, right? I thought he was playing December 2nd. At Stereo Live or Southside Ballroom, I think. Not sure. We'll get back to you on that one. But that is your festival forecast for the month of November. Woo-hoo. So I'll be trying to do my best at posting weekly on our seven-day festival forecast. That was great. I know all the spots to hit now. I'll be yeah. like, I'll pepper in ultra flyers at all Another the shows. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Dana, would you like to talk about some of our... Amazing shows? Yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so FestaCast is produced uh, by Ex Vivo Media. Uh, we also produce several other shows. If you're enjoying this one, maybe you should check out one about really terrible movies, one of which uh, Reckless Ryan, our guest host tonight, was actually on. Um, these guys get together every week and uh, watch a trailer for a really terrible movie, and based on the trailer, they'll make three predictions um, about what's going to happen in the movie, then they watch the movie and award points. There's a lot of uh, insane things that happen 
happen in between all of that, but that's the premise of the show. <laughs> also, um, we also offer uh, another podcast that helps you to uh, explore and and <clears throat> I guess learn more about some really interesting uh, sexual fetishes and kinks called Kinkcast. Um, definitely check out that one as well as we just finished mm-hmm. some interesting episodes on like BDSM and Daddy Dom and foot fetishes and everything. We talk about everything on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also to chime in on the festival forecast, uh, Festicast is hosting Ethereal on November 18th. We're going to have Reckless Ryan. We're mentioning you every Hi. other five minutes now. And every <laughs> other episode on this podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, we have Reckless Ryan, Albatross, Snaps, Road Beer, um, Little Human. Little Human. It's going to be an awesome show. It's going to be all throwback themed. We got glitch um, for, uh, visuals. We have some uh, games that we're going to play um, that's going to be set up inside in case you need a little bit of a break from the music to go play some video games. Also, you can catch us with our Festicast shirts on and we will have them there to purchase. So please buy all of them. But uh, we do have a limited supply, so yeah. make sure you get them quick. <laughs> the venue's super cool, too. I yes. love Killer Tacos. Yeah. Such a good venue. It's it's really cool. They have a really amazing outside place, and that's where mm-hmm. it's going to be. Well, they have a nice little bar, so you can get your little alcohol fix. They have, bur- or like, burritos and tacos mm-hmm. and stuff. like, And it's cheap, too. Tacos and, and EDM. To campus. Yeah. And tacos, EDM, and beer. I mean, what can you ask? That's it. Yeah. That's it. And it's video games. And video games. And glitch art. And oh, we got yeah. shopping. If you yeah. want to do and, some shopping. And Festicast. And Festicast, duh. Oh, yeah, we're going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. We'll be so. there, and we'll be excited to talk to you guys about upcoming shows, things that we've done, future plans, and where give can, you some stickers. Where can you buy tickets? Uh, there, it's actually a free show. Oh. With a suggested $5 donation. Uh-huh. Wow, see, suggested. The donations are go to uh, helping plan further events and shows and Good getting you guys some really, really cool stuff. So Help us help you support local artists. Support yeah. local artists. That's right. Um, to end the show, I want to do a quick shout out to all of our sponsors. We have uh, Pine Services, who made us some pretty dope banners, I might say. We have three of them in a bajillion different colors um it's really cool they do um printing and banners and a whole whole lot of stuff um, t-shirts stickers you name it they got it yeah we basically instead of the bar going to get you collets you just go to pint services and just be like i want this on this <laughs> so uh they'll make it for you also denton county sticker company for making us amazing stickers that can also double yeah, as pasties yeah. we like them <laughs> man that that's gotta be kind of tough Pulling off, de-pasting yeah. has to be a process. They're sturdy. They're no, sturdy. It's yeah. permanent adhesive. Yeah, it, I don't know. What I know. Means. I know these stickers. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I invested. I helped pick out that. Those are permanent adhesive. That hurts. Yeah. The cure. The glue cures. Like mm. whoa. Make sure you don't have those hairy nipples because these will take care of them. You won't need to go get that wax <laughs> appointment anymore. You could cancel that. Uh, Here's those festicast stickers. <laughs> yeah. Note to self. Please. No okay. Festicast Side note. Nerfles. Please do not use our stickers to wax uh, hair on your body. <laughs> I was actually going to try that tonight. They're promotional material. Please don't put them anywhere uh, unpleasant. A little public service announcement from the Festicast community. You know? Do you have uh, like SoundCloud or anything that you want people to come find you at? 
as of right now, everything is not launched. They will be under construction and everything will be up. But mm-hmm. as of right now, as far as the Sizemore stuff, it's definitely not on the radar yet. Gotcha. Um, we gotta have you back on. We I gotta don't, have you back on. Yeah. When, when everything starts to come together, um, not only that, like I was uh, mentioning, you know, I have some ultra context involved with this as well. So it's really mm-hmm. exciting. And I, I feel like it's going to be really exciting for Fort Worth as well. Can we uh, have a snip, sneak peek on a? Some music to we could we could we could probably work something out. Can we put it on the show? We could we might be able to work something. We'll out, do like ten know? seconds. It's it's hard to promise, but it's it's almost it's if so we good. Do, it's too good to just. If we up. do, we'll do like a really small clip and we'll insert it right I've got, I've here. Got, I got clips. <laughs> I got clips. So, so you heard no it problem. first. That's a Fessy Cast exclusive. Yeah. You heard it first on Fesh to Cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if <laughs> we do get it, if not, we'll we'll share everybody with. All, all the fun, exciting stuff when it comes out. Yeah, either so. way, when it does drop, it is going to be super exciting for the scene. I plan on doing uh, some events and stuff locally. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to get back into the weekly game in Funky Town. Um, I got a lot of really awesome artists in and around DFW that mm-hmm. um, I've been working with over the years to get them a little bit of exposure in the Miami mm-hmm. section and kind of, you know, helping them kind of uh, help promote in that area as well. So, you know, it's time to start cashing in on, on some favors. You know what I mean? I'm about 10 years deep on some favors. Uh, but realistically, it's great for the scene. And that's 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 what's most important yeah. is, you know, all ships rise with the water, you know. So uh-huh. let's let's bring up some awesome local artists and just watch watch it bloom from there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch it grow. Awesome. awesome. Well, I... I just want to see you cook on the stage. So. We're gonna we're gonna do cooking, the cooking and the music thing. Somebody's got to dip it's, in it's there. It's very Benny Benassi satisfaction with the with the blender going, like a, like a grinding of some like I don't know some butter churning. Yeah, you, 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 you had me with the cleaver. I'm just like, oh man, I Chop. get to have a cleaver Chop. at some point. Just fist pumping with the cleaver. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the danger. Make it rubber, but oh. make it look real too. It's really sharpening in the knife. <laughs> yeah, oh we're getting reckless up here. Throwing carrots no. out to people, you know. Like, eat hey, your greens. Pot like, pies <laughs> to everybody in the front row. You know, I'm not uh, caking people or anything. I'm pot pieing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nutrition matters with Beef House. It's good. Yeah. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> oh my yes. goodness. We did a whole podcast. Yeah, what's yeah. for dinner? Yeah. It's great. Yes. Yeah. It's little, fantastic. Little, little beef house uh, music to kind of intro for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. I I'm like so excited. It. And I'm glad that I was able to convince you that this is a thing that you need to yeah. do. So I mean I take it under advisement, but um, you know, if you want to throw five dollars my way. <laughs> <laughs> we won't argue that, that executively well des- well deserved uh, work that I've done. Uh, fantastic! Well, thank it's you so much. Been a blast, and uh, listeners, we'll see you all next week with Hatfield. Woo, woo.